Snowball Spark. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Monday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to May. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM. The Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. Got all kinds of stuff going on in the world of sports. You know what, Jared? You know what one of the things that never disappoints year after year after year after year? Um... Based on the rundown, I'm going to get say the Stanley Cup playoffs. That is correct. The Stanley Cup playoffs deliver every single year. And it's happened again, at least in the first round. Talk about that a little bit. The NBA playoffs reached round two. Are we shocked that a six and a seven seed in the Western Conference is moving on? Don't think so. Because it's, nah. it was something that everybody talked about throughout. With the lack of experience from some of those higher seeds or lower seeds, however you want to look at that. So with that, NFL Draft, my, uh, our man Mel Kuyper has issued his grades. Who did you like? Who, which, which drafts did you like? What to make of what Dallas did? We'll see. And spring sports got a bunch of stuff going on uh, this week. Fast pitch state tournaments. Those brackets have been released. I haven't seen... Small school baseball brackets yet uh, appear, but part of that is because I know at least in Class A yesterday, or Class is it A or B? I believe A. Calumet. They were playing yesterday. So that may be a part of, of why some of those brackets haven't been because of the rain and everything. Um, and so we're patiently waiting to see those, but uh, we know a couple of teams that will be there in that state tournament, we've got boys golf regionals across the state today. Also, soccer. The soccer playoffs start today, and that matters. Why? Because we'll have a game being covered. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That's 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. I'm talking about any of that or whatever else might be on your mind. Feel free to chime in at 225-9698. You're going to be outside the listening area. Stay in touch with us a couple of ways. You can log on to kadsam.com or you can download the app. Paragon app has multiple, multiple different things with it, and it's free to download. Radio stations, the Penny News, Big Elk and Paragon TV, all those things right there at your fingertips with the Paragon app. And then, of course, Skinny on Sports Podcast can be found anywhere you can check out podcasts, basically. How are you doing this morning, Jared? I'm good. How are you? How was the weekend? Weekend was fun. We uh, got to watch a little baseball Saturday morning, then uh, the Bob over at Sarah National Golf Tournament, Saturday and Sunday. How'd it it go? Oh, you know, we played too good. One shot too good on Saturday. You know, one long putt that wouldn't have gone in, we'd have been exactly where we needed to be, which was the top of the second flight. Because our team, we, we played well. You can't, you know, you, you play well, 
You let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. And then you look up at the end of the tournament, and we shot the exact score as the winner of B-Flight did, except we did it the reverse order. So 59, 119 was the, the top score, 59-60. But Drew and them did it 60-59. Ah. We did it 59-60. So we were in the bottom of the top flight as opposed to the top of the second flight. Ah. But we had a great time. It was awesome. Got we had great sweet, weather for it. Great. I mean, very, very nice. Those guys, I'm sure the guys that teed off Saturday morning, maybe even yesterday morning, but for sure Saturday morning. Oh, well, yeah. That was a little chilly. <coughs> it was chilly for them, but by the time we got out there Saturday afternoon, it was it was very nice. It was nice yesterday. A fun weekend. Got a sweet hat out of the deal. I've seen that hat. Do you see those hats? Those are cool. It's a cool hat. I um, Good job. I realized... As we were walking off the final green yesterday, so I took my hat off, you know, to shake everybody's hand, uh-huh. like a gentleman will. Of course. It's a gentleman's and I, game. And I looked inside my hat. You know what I had not done? Take the tag off? Or? Removed the cardboard. Yeah. Oh, oh, on the inside. <laughs> on the inside, well, yes. At least you didn't have the sticker on no, the bill. No, I took the like sticker off. Like some Yahoo's like to keep the sticker on I the I took bill. the sticker off immediately, but I, I failed to realize that I had not pulled out. <laughs> The cardboard that kind of keeps the the shape of it. Yeah. Uh, but no, we had a great time. What about you? I know you busy on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Sure. We did a full day of softball. Uh, we had, held a festival. Thank you again to the city of Oak City and, uh, and uh, everybody involved there for letting us use their facility over here. Made it much easier. I mean, we, you know, we didn't want to tear up our field because it's still really damp and wet uh, from the rain that we had all past last week. But uh, made for a smooth tournament too, because we didn't have to prep the field every game, you know, and re-chalk it about every other game. It was, and we were actually ahead of schedule um, towards the end of the day. So, um, yeah, yeah, played a lot of softball, and thanks to all the teams that came out. You're right; it started the day really cold, and I kept telling those girls, "Girls, it's just going to get warmer today. Let's just get, let's just get that through our heads. It's not going to get any colder." I had to think. I think I had to say that to myself, but it was fun. It was fun. Played some good soft, had some good softball games. Um, it was just eight U and ten U, and raising money for the Canute softball program that we got going on. So, a lot of fun. We we're there all day. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was an all day all affair. All day thing. I uh, uh, I uh, remembered to once I took off the hoodie and everything, and once it started to get warm, I remembered to put the sunblock on, which is what I told myself. I always forgot to do that in years past. Like this year, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna forget. So I put the sunblock on. Well, I need to buy some stuff for my lips. Holy moly, my lips are dry and, and uh, cracked. But it was a fun day, and we were fortunate to have that weather. And yesterday was a, fu- uh, the weather was great. So I got in the lawn mode and just did my best to stay outside as most as I could to get some stuff done. So that was it for me. Another week upon us, a new month. A new month, the month of May. The month of May, it's May Day, and we, man, we got a lot of spring sports wrapping up. It's yeah, be a busy one this week. So, I guess tomorrow in Class A and B are the slow pitch state tournaments, and then Wednesday for Class Two A. Right, the third. I believe that's right. That's what I'm looking at here. I believe that's correct. So here, yeah, May second. Uh, the Class B slow pitch state tournament bracket is out there. It's interesting. 
<clears throat> because you've got four west, four east. They're all playing each other. The huh. west play the west, and the east play the east. So just for, by chance, I, just how it's, yeah, probably how the the rankings were. Yeah, and you know, a couple of teams may have came in as on the loser side instead of the winner side, and that throws it all into a little bit of a chaos. But you've got Caney and Pittsburgh uh, at eight thirty tomorrow morning to get things started as well as at the same time Leedy and Mountain View Goatee Boat. Then at 10 o'clock Arnett and Lakeba Sickles and also Buffalo Valley and Whitesboro. And then I mean this thing they'll play right through yeah, the day. One day. Yeah, yeah so, so 1130 for the 11.30 and 1 o'clock for the semifinals 5.30 for the championship game in the Class B slow pitch state tournament. Class A you got the Hammond Lady Warriors taking on Bennington. That'll be at ten o'clock tomorrow morning. Or uh, yeah, tomorrow morning. Visai will get Stewart at ten o'clock tomorrow morning. The other teams: Red Oak and Mod at eight thirty, Kiowa and Turner at eight thirty. So Hammond Bennington at ten o'clock, Visai and Stewart at ten o'clock tomorrow. That's the Class A, and then the, they got the same schedule: eleven thirty and one for semifinals. But they'll play their their final first at four o'clock. So that's tomorrow with Class A and Class B. Then on Wednesday, Wednesday will be the Class 2A state tournament. Everybody starts at 10 o'clock. Shattuck and Central High of Marlowe, Union City and Surreal, Canute and Sterling, Woodland and Binger Oni. Canute Trojanettes back into the state tournament. Uh, man, they've they've been right hovering right near the top of the rankings throughout the season, Jared. They got to feel good they're, with, for, with their chances here because they're ranked third, and the two teams ranked above them. They've beat at one point in this season, so they split up games with Bringaroni without looking. I believe that's right. They beat them in the Rapo tournament and, and lost a regular season game, and then um, they beat Shattuck, gave Shattuck their first loss, and I believe their only loss of the year. And so they got to feel good about it. Um, with again their chances moving forward, but I'm, I'm told Sterling is a is a team that's well coached, plays great defense. Do, do they do not commit errors? So that first round game is not just a gimme. So they better be ready for that too. Should be a fun one. That will be on Wednesday, the two A slow pitch state tournament. Uh, similar, They'll, everybody will play at ten. Both semifinals at the same time at one o'clock, and then the final at four. There for 2A on, on Wednesday. That's the fast pitch. As I mentioned, we're still waiting on the baseball, the state baseball brackets to come because there was just the rain threw everything into flux and there was games yesterday. So I'm sure there that that I'm sure that's coming here sometime today that we'll know what the uh what the what the baseball yeah. state tournament brackets look like in class A and class B. Uh, it's just a matter of that getting getting all finalized and the meetings and you know going through that. Uh, but we'll know. We'll know where that's coming from uh, sometime today, I would imagine. Soccer will get underway today with the soccer playoffs in Class 4A. bunch of different teams from around the area will will be competing today. One of those is the Elk City Elkettes, and that game will be seen on BigElkTV.com. 6 o'clock at Bethany, the Elkettes and the Lady Broncos of Bethany, I want to say. If I remember right, those two those two teams played in the soccer playoffs last year, and Elk City won. Was able to go to Bethany and knock off the Lady Broncos, and then ended up up at Woodward. 
in the second round and got beat by by a goal last year. So that's a familiar place for the Elkheads to be, at least. Uh, we'll see if they can uh, pull off another upset tonight. 6 o'clock, Big Elk TV, Elk City and Bethany girls soccer. Some other games of note. Uh, Woodward is hosting Cash at 6 o'clock. You've also got Weatherford hosting Ada at 6 o'clock. And then Clinton will head to Chickasha on the girls' side. That's also a 6 o'clock start for those soccer matches in the first round of the playoffs. The boys will get going today as well. Woodward will host Newcastle at 8 o'clock. Uh, then, what, the two-time defending champion Clinton Red Tornadoes get their run for a third straight ti- state title started at home tonight against Medill inside the Tornado Bowl. And also Chickasha hosts Weatherford. So a possibility yeah. of Clinton Weatherford in both the girls and the boys' second round of the soccer playoffs. Or possibility of a rematch of last year's state final between Clinton and Chickasha. On the boys' side, on that's the bo- right. On the boys' side. So, cool storylines there. You'd love to see the Clinton-Weatherford matchup, though. Those those are always fun. Yeah, I remember watching. I, wa- I was down there at Chickasha for the first round of the boys' state tournament in which the Big Elks right. took them to a shootout. That's right. And weren't able to weren't able to get it done, but I, little did I have any idea that that would be a, a state finalist. Turns out it was. Yeah, <clears throat> but Clinton uh, has been really, really good. I'm looking for three in a row. That, that'll start at seven tonight for the Red Tornadoes and Medill. We've also got boys uh, golf regionals going on today. Trying to keep you updated as best we can uh, with the Big Elks up at Kingfisher with some scoring uh, there that we can uh, kind of get out on the social medias throughout the day as the scores become available. I never saw a tee time sheet uh, for this particular regional, but I'm sure I can find out uh, pretty quick. Uh, text Gary up there at Kingfisher, and he would uh, tell me when everything starts. But I'm sure they're now oh, teeing I'm, off I'm, now because there's 36 you, holes worth yeah. uh, to play today. Top three teams go on to the state tournament next week, which is at Weatherford. Also, girls, girls golf state tournament coming up Wednesday and Thursday at Weatherford. So lots – Lots to get packed into uh, still, and I also, I know the teams, I know the games, I don't know times yet, of the uh, 4A baseball regional that'll be here at Ackley Park in Elk City on Thursday, if it goes with the same as last, year. As last week, oh, it's last you know week. what I'm saying, like the same, the same template mm-hmm. for the bracket of last week, it'd be the Big Elks and St. Mary at 11 on Thursday morning. 11 a.m. 11 a.m. That's that's. I mean, if it so just we're gonna have to hustle once we get off. If there. it goes by the way that that Maybe uh, go set it before the show. Everything was set up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's what it would be. Um, I haven't seen that. That's not official. I know Elk City plays Mount St. Mary. I know that for sure. Chicken Shea and Sulphur are the other two, uh, and Elk City will go first. So 11, like 11, 1:30, one, 4 the, o'clock, and 6:30 type of deal. You know what I'm saying? So help me out. So Elk at, assuming this is not official, Elk at 11, and then if they win. Four o'clock. Four o'clock. Yeah, because it'll go it'll go Elk City, St. Mary, Chickasha, Sulphur, winners, losers. Gotcha. In that order. Okay. Didn't know if the winners waited to the very last nope. game so the, long, the winner gets the longest rest. No. Nope. They, they would just wait a game, play the next game. That's correct. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, it go, yeah. Elk City, Mount St. Mary. Chickasha, Sulphur, winners, then the losers. Very good. That's how that goes. Gotcha. <clears throat> For that regional. And like, like I said, if if, they, if the template is followed of what that was, those were the times last week 
Uh, but we'll know we should know that for sure today. I, I'm sure with anything and everything else baseball wise around the state, if you're not fortunate enough to have the turf that uh, is here, it slowed everything down, right? Trying to get those by districts completed with all the rain across the state of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I mean, heck, as we talked about on Friday, I looked up at the end of the baseball game for the Big Elks and Dixon. I was like, what? Who's that? And it was Hooker and Fairview coming down here to play a district. Yeah. Because they couldn't play anywhere else. Well, I noticed Saturday, too, I, I, I someone was playing there. I, I think I was told a couple of teams from Texas. Saturday? What was Saturday? 14U. Oh, 14U. Okay. Yeah, the Texas was a softball. That's what that was. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, there was regionals, and then there there was regionals, and there were some Texas teams no, playing so, softball. There's so, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's so big for the city because they get, you know, people are coming in, they're buying gas, buying food. That's it, so nice to have a nice facilities like this that people want to use, like from outside of yeah, the area. And like outside it, the state. You know, <laughs> they'll come out here and spend their money here. I think it'd be super cool too if you're a 14 year old kid, 13 or 14. And you get to walk inside that rock park. I just think that'd be cool. Yeah, to to get to play. Hey, some listen, of that. when uh, Hooker arrived, they arrived extra early. I mean, yeah. as soon as our game was over, and they're walking in, and you can kind of see some wide eyes, kind of looking around, like, "Whoa, check out this place." Yeah, this is cool. Yeah. So that's kind of the the rundown of what we've got coming up spring sports this week. It's going to be jam packed for the next two weeks. I know. Gosh, this track regional. Uh, this week for the bigger schools, I think state the, the state track meet will be this week for the smaller schools. They had some regionals on uh, yeah, this over a, the weekend. Uh, I don't have a lit, but we have a lot of qualifiers there too. Yeah, I'll track all that down There's for this evening. A lot. I know Bregan Barnett qualified at four different events. I know uh, regionals. What Hammond else? had some qualifiers. Uh, even Canute had some. What we'll to track it down? Figure out how to track yeah, that down. I'm sure it's posted somewhere. 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 I just keep that. refreshing the OSSA website for a state bracket <laughs> for baseball. But I'm sure it's on there, too. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I hear some automatic qualifiers right here for track. A through 4A. There you go. There's going to be a long list there. No doubt. To go th- to go through. Kind of parse through that the the information so you get that on your reports what you're saying that's exactly right there we'll do go. that tonight awesome right. and it is graduation season and we here at keco paragon communications cool 94 kads all the things want to see your seniors photo it's the keco senior showcase photo contest for high school seniors and their families contest is open to seniors from all the surrounding areas and the schools here's how you do it to enter seniors submit their best senior photo or photos to the online photo gallery at kecofm.com it's a great opportunity to showcase your senior photos be a part of the event friends and family can then go vote for their favorite photo and the winner with the most votes after all the graduations, we'll receive a steak dinner at Simone's Catch. Some say the best steak in western Oklahoma. It is a good one. It is a good one. It is well worth your pretty, time. Pretty good. That's a easy way to end it. All you got to do is upload a picture. Or a few. I've seen, I've seen a few of the same kid. 
Have you? Yeah, I don't think you, I don't think there's any limit to that. No, no, it says photo or photos. Photos. What an easy way to get an awesome steak dinner. So go to KECOFM.com, upload your senior photos to the online gallery and gut and get to vote, and that's the important part. Yeah. You gotta have you gotta upload a picture to get in the contest, but then at that point, it's time to start calling friends and family, baby. You can vote as many times as you want. Vote, 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 vote. And win a steak dinner to Simons. Also, and I think we may have somebody on to uh, talk about this event. Coming up this weekend, May 6th and 7th, Butler Brothers Arena here in Elk City. It's the Roundup for Jesus Rodeo Weekend. Free meal Saturday night, 6 and under. Mutton busting at 6 o'clock. Nightly big screen giveaways, nightly bicycle giveaways. It starts at 7 o'clock, both nights. Great Plains Baptist Association. Contact them at 580-243-9023. Roundup for Jesus Rodeo Weekend. This weekend, 6th and 7th, at the Butler Brothers Arena right here in Elk City, Oklahoma. Yeah, Tyler McDowell. We may have going to effort to get him on to cool. tell us about this event. Uh, coming up sometime this week. Okay, Jared, NFL draft. Mel Kuyper, draft expert, has come back with his grades for all the teams with how they did in the draft. And unsurprisingly, at least to me, he has... The Philadelphia Eagles as one of only two teams in the league with A grades. Solid A's, no A plus. Solid A's. There's two solid A's and then there's some A minuses. But we talked about it on Friday uh, after round one on Thursday night, being able to get what a lot of people think is the most talented guy, even though there are some off-field questions with, with Jalen Carter from Georgia, but putting him into that culture with a bunch of his buddies would seemingly be the right place for him to land, right? I mean, he's got all the talent in the world. And then Nolan Smith was another guy that had a a pectoral muscle injury. I saw him in mock drafts as high as like 8 to Atlanta. The Eagles snag him at 30. So round one obviously was fantastic. They also became the first – they became the first franchise ever – to draft five players off the same unit in college in the in the common mock uh, the modern history of the draft because then they snagged Keely Ringo in the fourth round a corner from Georgia to then go with those two of them the first rounders this year Nicobe Dean and uh the giant guy Jordan Davis from last year so five Georgia defenders <laughs> and win two drafts back-to-back. Might tell you a little bit of something why Georgia's the, the uh, back-to-back yeah. national title. It's not a bad program to be drafting from. Isn't that funny how franchises kind of gravitate towards a school? It seems like that you does know, happen like, on occasion. It felt occasion. like forever Baltimore would always draft an OU guy. New England was always drafting Bama dudes. Right. And for good reason, for all those reasons. You know, those are top schools that are putting people, you know, and just fits their mold. But I guess that's what, you know. That's what's working for Philadelphia is they're looking at Georgia guys going, hey, it's working there. Let's get them here. Question about Carter, and I'm just hypothetical question. Does it 
would it if you're an Eagles fan, does it give you concern? You, know, you mentioned the off field stuff. You know, sometimes a change of scenery is good for a guy to get away from, you know, but if you're bringing it into a scene that's, well, this is very similar to like Georgia is with my boys here, does that, would that give you concern? I mean, I think if it's, <clears throat> I, I get that there was, I mean, somebody lost their life and what was happening, but if it, it was a freak accident, yeah. right? I, yeah. I, I don't know if it's a. It's not a pattern of a pattern of, what, just, of bad decision. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. If he if he was like, let's say, suspended for smoking weed a couple of times, and then and, and going then you get a, like, well, guy, you got, yeah. yeah, I could see that. You know, but yeah. so, be, but because I of what there. happened, it was, it was it was a there wasn't a pattern <laughs> of of misbehavior. It was a it was a freak accident. He made a horribly huge mistake. Yeah. So, how's I came into my mind when you said that. Yeah, he's going to hear with other guys that he's familiar with. Well, is that a good thing or not? I, I just think it. I think it would be, and especially when you see, you know, a, a guy like Nicobe Dean last year. You know, he was lauded for the for the way that he led. You know, and then he's yeah. not there, and I, I just and, and the Eagles in <clears throat> just the the franchise itself seems to have a really good base right now outside of their lunatic coach that it's it drives you crazy but they they really do seem kind of like they're drafting guys that that have higher character look at the the face of their franchise right now yeah, yeah. with, with Jalen Hurts and, and so I, I think that that's a, a big reason another reason why it makes it, it's better than going to Vegas oh my goodness and being in that yeah. atmosphere you know for if you're Jalen Carter another team and this is one that I mentioned on Friday that I really liked what they did Thursday night was Seattle. They were the other team to get an A. Um, first rounders, they had two as well, and they drafted uh, Devin Weatherspoon, corner from Illinois, and then also Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver from from Ohio, from Ohio State that didn't play a ton this year, but he's got he's got plenty of tape out there uh, of being a phenomenal wide receiver. And now you think about putting him alongside DK Metcalf and uh, Lockett. It's like man. All of a sudden, Geno's got all kinds of weapons to throw to on the outside. Yeah, you just hope the the Geno thing wasn't a one hit wonder, you know, last year. But I think I made it clear. I think it it's a franchise or it's a program thing. So you could put a guy in there and and they could have success. I think Pete Carroll's proven that. So yeah, that's a that's a good haul for them, especially uh, with uh, um, I can never say his name, Smith. In Jigba. In Jigba. Thank you. They did draft two running backs, which is an oddity. Hmm. Uh, Zach Charbonneau transferred from Michigan out to UCLA. They drafted him in the second round, and then the, the, with their last pick in the seventh round, Kenny McIntosh from Georgia, to go along with Kenneth Walker. I think they did lose Rashad Penny, didn't they? He's somewhere else. I'm uh, pretty sure he would. So, you know, maybe trying to go a different way you know than a lot of the than a lot of the places uh, a lot of the teams are so enamored with throwing and receiver and they, they did that too but two running backs is kind of an oddity in any draft now uh in the nfl mm -hmm. no matter when you take them some other teams that uh, mel liked the arizona cardinals which uh they they'd made that trade down with houston right at the start where houston flew up the board to get will anderson at three after taking this quarterback cj stroud at two for that, they got a first and a third for next year. They then turned around and flipped back up to get the offensive tackle, Paris Johnson, uh, from Ohio State, that they wanted to protect Kyler. 
uh, that makes sense uh, to be able to do that and to and and to also then be able to get that additional draft capital for next year makes a lot of sense and and honestly the draft nerds like Mel love that kind of stuff mm-hmm. when you when you still make the, a pick further down the line that you wanted but then you also get draft capital back for next year that's always going to be one of those things that that guys like him rave about yeah and and it does make sense and then you, you, once you see players in those picks then you go huh they ended up getting this guy this guy this guy and this guy by trading down and then da 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 you know mm-hmm. you, you put some faces with those picks later on down the line um, I know listening on the radio Friday night, uh, going back and forth from here to back home, they were the, the guys on the on ESPN radio coverage raving about BJ Ujulari from LSU, uh, outside linebacker, rush type fella. Uh, they were raving about him, so I'm sure that also helps the Cardinals. Uh, who anybody that you like when you, when you saw a couple of picks going, man, that's I, I like that for them. Well, admittedly, Saturday I was so wrapped up. Um, yeah, I didn't get much uh, of that either. I mean, the only alerts I got was Dallas. Um, and, you know, we'll get to Dallas in a little bit. Um, you know, I'll, I'll stay uh, with the local flavor. How about Marvin Mims to Denver? Seemed like a natural fit. I felt like anywhere he'd land he might be okay. But I, I, I think that doesn't make him worse. What do you think about that pick? Yeah, it just it totally depends on one who is still there. I mean, they've they've got a deep deep group of receivers that they add Mims to, uh, and then you know is Russ is the is the pilot light off of Russ's cooking? Has it been blown out, or can it can somebody you know light that thing back yeah, up? Yeah, and, and get it going. Um, but I, he was one of those guys that I I'd kind of read some stuff that he might have even that w- was possibly even going to fall out of friday mm. into saturday into the fourth round so seeing him go with the last pick in the second round was uh was good for him and and i think with his production you know it was a little bit inconsistent was that his fault was that you know play calling or quarterback yeah, i don't know it seemed like last year with with even with caleb williams he he only had like 30 something catches that's not very many for a guy with that that sort of talent so uh, I, I do. Uh, it makes sense for him to be there. Uh, you know, maybe a, a different flavor of receiver than what that Denver has on the roster with the deep threat that he poses. And we saw that a bunch of times at OU, uh, being able to get open and make contested catches down the field. So that should, you know, we'll, we'll see how it's all about Russ to me right now there in, in Denver. And if he can bounce back and have a way better year than he did a year ago. Um, Let's talk about Dallas. Mozzie Smith with with the uh, first pick in the first round, the 26th overall. As you start to read and start to listen to the experts, quote-unquote, talk about this pick, it seems like just from the people, the, the fans that I've talked to, it seems like the, the draft guys like that pick better than the fans. And that's partly because I think I think everyone was, you know, that that we know for sure, as Dal- as it got closer and Dalton Kincaid was still on the board, that seemed like a natural fit, right? Okay, Dallas lost uh, Dalton Schultz in free agency. 
here's this guy. Everybody remembers him whipping up on USC, which gives all the good feelings for a lot of people around here. Here he is. Oh, my gosh, Buffalo traded in front of us, and they drafted Dalton Kincaid. And so the disappointment in that not being the po- – it's not being possible to select him, I think maybe overshadowed the need and the the, the way that, they, that Dallas had this guy ranked. He, he was the number one run stuffer of, at the defensive tackle in the draft for, on, the, on the Cowboys board. Uh, as Drew said, I think on Friday, they had him as the 14th overall selection. So if you've got somebody ranked 14th and you can take him at 26, uh, no wonder everybody was so happy there in that, in, in that war room. But it also wasn't flashy and cool. No, nope. I've said it over and over. I'm trusting Jerry and staff with that pick because he's hit more than missed as of late. It's not flashy, but it addressed a need that I failed to remember was was run defense. Well, and not only need, but also, at least according to them, it was also their best player that was still there. still there. So that's – I mean, that's all you can ask as a fan, but you you just – you hope they're right. Now, the second round, here came the tight end, Luke Schoonmaker from Michigan. Once again, as that pick was made, I was on the road back and forth. And it was Dave Refson, I think is his name. It was a couple of the guys that were on the ESPN radio broadcast were a part of broadcast crews for Big Ten football through ESPN Plus and that kind of thing. And the the exact quote from one of those guys that watched a bunch, I can't remember who it was, was, oh, yeah, this guy will definitely make a difference for the Cowboys special teams unit. That shouldn't excite That's anybody. That's not a positive, is it? Isn't that a – Can he kick extra points? Listen, That's what they need, right? Someone can kick extra points. That's also the same thing <laughs> that you read this stuff here with San Francisco taking Braden Willis, the tight end from OU. But guess what? They took him in the seventh round. Right. Not in the second round. Schoonmaker would be – you know how old he'll be when they when the first game is played? 25. How long was he in college? Well, I mean, once you get COVID years, years and all yeah. that, yeah, he'll be 25 years old. So that, I just, man, and it's, once again, I mean, I, it's not flashy. I don't even remember him playing for Michigan, to be honest with you. But, I I mean, I, maybe it was too high for Darnell Washington. And even, even Mel talks about taking, they needed a tight end, I get it, but Tucker Craft and Brenton Strange were higher on his board than Schoonmaker. So... How much more can he develop at the age of 25? Is he as good as he's going to be? I didn't like that pick at all. Now, further down the line, here's a guy that is is really intriguing because it felt like when you watch Texas play, even when their defenses were bad, this guy was always doing something, and that was DeMarvian Overshown. Kind of a linebacker, outside inside linebacker, but it seemed like he was really good blitzing the quarterback you know what I mean it always seemed like he was in the backfield making plays so that that's an intriguing pick in a lot of ways is that a is that a Vander Esch replacement down the road is that the idea there or just get another guy that can fly around and and make plays on that defense so I, I thought that was pretty intriguing yeah um late Saturday or afternoon whenever um 
I don't like wasting picks just to create a cool story. But what do we think about Deuce Vaughn getting picked up in the sixth round? I mean, you get to the sixth round, you pick up a running back. I, I get it that we've, we're we're very vocal about the shelf life of a of a running back. Don't take him too early, but is it a could you not just sign him in free agency? Or I mean, the whole story. You know, his dad's a scout for Dallas. And, oh, it was awesome. You think it was a cool story? I it mean, was awesome. It's not a wasted pick in your eyes. No. Okay. I mean, is he, is he going to be a factor? I'm not going to tell him he's not. I mean, that we saw him destroy people at Kansas State. Yeah. A change-of-pace type guy that can come in. He can obviously catch it out of the backfield. You know, you can see him being a, a third-down back, absolutely, for the, you know, for the Cowboys. Which, if you're taking somebody in the sixth round and you, and you get that out of them to come in and spell Pollard – as the third down back, that's a really good draft pick. He's short. I mean, I, I get his size isn't very big, but in a lot of ways, I think that helps him. I mean, yeah, there's yeah, there's. I mean, there's an obvious can't compa- see him, and there's a comparison to Quentin. Uh, uh, well, Darren Sproles and Darren Sproles, yeah, yeah, from you know just yeah, let's, let's keep State. it with the Wildcats, <laughs> Darren right. Sproles, who played about twenty five years in the league. <laughs> exactly right. I mean, that's obviously what you're hoping this is. If you're Dallas, I mean, that would, you can't even imagine that in your wildest dreams that you would end up with in the sixth round with a guy that was be, would be as productive as what Sproles was. But, you know, I, would they have taken him if he'd have been a different name? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But it was, I mean, that's a cool video. Your dad being able to tell your son that, hey, the team I work for just drafted yeah. you. That's, that's a cool story. And he was a way productive player we'll just see if it works out but i mean in in the sixth round i don't mind it at all because if you don't if you don't take him and somebody else does you know you know sometimes i think they do try to wait to sign guys in free agency that they liked and you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but they're in the sixth round i think that was too early to try that to try to do that if that makes sense and so, man, I think it's a – don't you feel like the – ceiling, or at least I do, with seeing him play, if it works, that ceiling seems pretty high for a six-round guy. Yeah, you know, we're, I've always been – I've always had high praise of Kleinman and Kansas State. But there are times – you know, they keep – I mean, I think there's still a locket on the team. It just feels like they find these guys – they make them nice players. There are times I wonder, what if Deuce Vaughn played for, say, an LSU or a or a George, a, a bigger school? Would he he have been? You know, he'd be on national TV more, bigger games more often. Would that have helped him? You know, would he have had the success as he did at Kansas State? It would be, you know, am I making sense here? Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I don't think there's any way they'd ever recruit him because of his size. Because but you know what? Size. Yeah. As he was running right down the middle of the field against Alabama to start that Sugar Bowl, right? It didn't seem to bother him. It didn't seem that competition level didn't seem to bother him, did it? Nah. What was that eighty-six yard touchdown or whatever it was right there at the beginning of the game? I, I just, 
the story is cool, and I think probably because, at least for me, because I got to see him play more than a, maybe some of these other smaller guys that you'd go, huh? Because I got to see him succeed over and over and over in the Big 12. Maybe that's why I'm, I like this pick more than sounds like you do, honestly. Well, I mean, I worry about the guy can even get past the first wave of defense right there because of his size. They're going to have to find some ways to, to get creative and utilize him. You know, he was great catching out of the backfield, great finding that open space in the zone, you know, yeah. and and getting open right there. But this is the pros now. So I, I worry about it, and, and then I keep like, well, if I have to worry about this guy, why did we, why did we use a pick on him? When we could have got him, you know, maybe signed him as a free agent. But the story's cool. I'm not knocking the story, but I'm I'm questioning. You know, is it going to be a wasted pick? Is it, is he going to see a lot of playing time? And I hope he is Darren Sproles. Yeah, I mean that's the goal, you know, right? I hope he's yeah Darren Sproles, take two. That's that's obviously the the goal, and it's going to be the comparison made for him. And if but. he's Darren Sproles, then. I'll pick him first in my fantasy league. Yeah, if he's Darren Sproles, what do we need Tony Pollard for? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think they're done at running back. They, they're they going to find somebody. Yeah, it, it, it. Drew and I were talking Saturday. Who could they get? No, just like, gosh, why does it feel like the Eagles do every single thing that you want the Cowboys to do? Yeah. You know, DeAndre Swift, when, when you see what happened in Detroit with that 12th pick taking Jameer Gibbs, now there's a loaded running back room. Somebody, you know, signing David Montgomery from the Bears in the offseason, then drafting Gibbs 12th overall. Somebody's got to go, and it was obviously DeAndre Swift. And then you're thinking, man, guy's got all the talent in the world. What would it take to get him? And then next thing you know, I get up on Saturday, leave the baseball to go play golf, and I hear, oh, the, the Eagles have traded for DeAndre Swift. And I'm just like throwing my hands up going, God, <laughs> why, do they, why are the Eagles so good at this all of a sudden? Or at least what what I would want the Dallas Cowboys to do. I mean that that would have been to me perfect. And instead, there you go. Yeah. So <laughs> that's pretty good. You see that text from Scott? No. Sounding like Jerry wanted to cry in the video with uh, Deuce Vaughn. Sounded like he wanted to cry, but his plastic surgery wouldn't let him. <laughs> Jerry Jones, the only one who smiles at funerals because he can't because he stop can't smiling. not. <laughs> All right, NFL draft. It's fun. It's fun every year. Um, and then we we uh, wait around a few months to see if it paid off. If it paid yeah, off see or what not. What works, what didn't work. Now we wait for the schedule release, which is what in a couple weeks, two or three weeks from now. Coming up. Yep. Definitely coming up. The NFL somehow they do it. They make it a year round thing. Yeah. As soon as the Super Bowl is over, we're talking about the draft. Draft. And here it was, and then. Now we're gonna break down the draft. We might break it down some more tomorrow, and then we're gonna start talking about the schedule release, then OTAs, then fall camp. Yeah. Then all of a sudden then they're playing. Off weekend. Yeah. All of a sudden yeah. they're in Canton playing that. Exactly. The, the, That's it, it's up amazing on how it. fast it goes. Yeah. yeah. It's like as soon as I get back from summer vacation, boom, they're playing a football game in Canton. Yep. Yep. They know how to market. They know how to do it well. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point, Scott. Don't forget about Zeke. I realize they cut him. He hasn't signed, has he? 
I haven't heard anybody sign Exactly. Him. So don't forget about Zeke. Breaking news. Would you take the Eagles or the field? I would always take the field in the in the NFL. Uh, yeah. But but the Eagles look awesome. Did you hear me? I said breaking news. What? Breaking news. We what got is- we got brackets. Oh, do we really? And Jared has located the small school state baseball tournament brackets. All right, we'll start in Class A. Really only one team in this area. That's Canute, who uh, made the state tournament. And I'll just start with them. They play Laverne at 630. They'll get the winner of Sterling and Tushka. On the other side of the bracket, it's Rattan and Caddo and Wright City and Dewar. Edmund North. This is at Edmund. All uh, quarters and semifinal games are all at Edmund North. Final at Bricktown. So, again, Canute, 6.30 p.m. versus Laverne at Edmond North. That is the last game of the day. So, you could just assume if it is on time. So, anyways, that's where that'll be. And if they win, they'll play at 1.30 on Friday. And the championship game is at 3 o'clock on Saturday, again, downtown Oklahoma City. At the Brick. At the Brick. Class B. Uh, Well, guess who's back? Fort Cobb. Back again in the state tournament. They're taking on Visai. So you got a couple teams on this side of the state playing each other. That's all at Edmond Santa Fe. They too play at 6.30. Other games, they get the winner of Tupelo and Crowder. On the other side of the bracket, it's Roth and Kiowa and Moss and Calumet, who I think was why we had to wait for the brackets yeah. because they They, they didn't start till Saturday. Yeah. So um, – uh, and they, too, will play at Bricktown. They play at noon, or 12.05. So, Class B first on Saturday, followed by Class A. Calumet Roth could be awesome in the semis. Yes. Isn't it amazing? I was talking to Jacob this weekend, Mayfield. Oh, yeah? He played, we played golf on the same team there. And about how, how, much, can, how much winning is contagious yeah. across all programs. You know, Calumet had a really good fall baseball season. Then there they were in the state base, state basketball finals, and now here they are back in the state baseball tournament in spring. You know how just winning breeds winning breeds winning, right? And, and how much it is, it, it becomes contagious, especially in those smaller schools where, guess what, a bunch of kids are doing all these things, right? You know, you got you've got basketball oh, yeah. players that are baseball players, and and just that success. How I much mean, success breeds more and yeah, more and more success. You're about the you're going to fight it for your report, but those those uh, the track results you see a lot of these familiar names that are also playing. I mean, playing multiple sports at the same time. Yeah. And all they do is win, win, mm-hmm. win. Isn't there a song about that? There is. <laughs> yep. So there you go. State baseball tournament brackets are out. Canute six thirty. Edmund North against who? I forgot already. I pulled it down. Laverne. 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 All right. Good stuff. I wish there was a town out there called Shirley and they co op together. That'd be fun. I got dad jokes here and I'm not afraid to use them. I've got one too. Can you say it? Probably not. Okay. Just Let's just not chance that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody. That's an old joke from around these parts. You know what? I'm anxious to hear it now. Well, you can probably figure it out. Back when, you know, what uh, they would have called it if 
Butler and Arapahoe yes, would have, yes. would have uh, that consolidated. Is, that is, you know who told me that joke? My dad. <laughs> I actually wrote that on a college final in like English one. There's like two or three different topics and one of them was school's consolidation and the last line of my of my answers was that. I made an A in that class. One of the, one of the few. <laughs> A uh, little bit of uh, so second round NBA playoffs getting going. It's already started uh, for a couple series. Will tonight in the East for Boston and Philly. Uh, after yesterday, man, Steph Curry about the time. You know it, he's he, he's pretty. It's pretty weird because I think everybody acknowledges he's the greatest shooter of all time. Just he's number one, right? Right. And and but has there? Do you think there's ever been a time in his career? Where people, where, where a, a, let's say a, a majority of people that watch the NBA have considered him the best player in the league. He's always kind of lived in that shadow of LeBron, right? LeBron, KD, KD. Giannis. Yeah. He, he, he's always mentioned, say, in the top five, but I don't know if there's ever been a time in his career where it's like, okay, Steph is the best player in the league. Now, he's won an MVP, you know, for that, but, but even then, it's always felt like, okay, yeah, Steph, he, he's the greatest shooter. He's a great player, but it, he's not LeBron. You know, he, you know, even when KD goes out there to Steph's team, KD wins the MVP of the finals both years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I guess my question is why? I mean, he had 50 yesterday in a game seven on the road. Only the third game seven Sacramento's franchise had played, and he just goes in and drops fifty on their head. See you bye. And I don't believe he's. And here's the deal, though: I don't believe it either. I don't believe he's been the best player in the league not once in his career. I just don't. Is the in? I get. I think I've decided why I believe that. What? Size. Yeah. I don't think a guy that small can be considered the best player in the league. Yeah. And that's probably completely unfair. But the, I, I do believe that goes against him a little bit. Right. But, you know, you should take uh, that out of it. Just look at column, you know, player A versus player B versus player C. Don't and take out the height and weight, but just look at the the stats. The numbers don't lie. And he should be consp- considered one of the best players, or if the best player. Yeah, really. I mean, he's always been considered based on all that one of one of, but I just don't, I just don't think there's ever been a time where he has been considered the best player in the league. Yeah, and the, the league would miss him if he's not there. I mean, oh, it, yeah. uh, the Golden State wouldn't be. I mean, they'd be okay. I mean, Clay Thompson and, and Draymond and and the other pieces that they built, but they built all that around Curry. And you take him off that team, and there's times we've seen him when he's injured. They're, they're okay, but they're not they're not championship caliber good. No, and we get Curry, LeBron, again in the playoffs. Hey, on a scale of one to ten, how surprised are you that this is the matchup? Not. Yeah, no. I I think a lot of people, maybe more so the Warriors to beat the Kings because Sacramento hadn't been there at all. And of course, Job with his injury and, and really, you know, Adams didn't play at all. They're, Memphis is pretty banged up, and so with with all those things considered, it feels like this is a majority of the people that would pick these series. I mean, you picked the Lakers into the 
Western Conference Finals, right? I did, and, and I think because bunch- of how they've been playing towards the end of the year, they've re- they've been playing really good ever since the trade deadline. They played really, really. They've been playing really, really good. Yeah, I don't think anybody's surprised it's that the sixth, the sixth seed and the seventh seed are playing here. Not at all. I don't. Which Not is at all. which is although I'm kind of regretting picking Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. I was kind of talking out both sides of my mouth because I was saying that Golden State's going to turn on the playoffs. I should I failed to realize well they would have to go through the Lakers to do that too so should be a fun series I hope it's long I hope it's not a a short one I hope the Lakers don't show up if that makes sense <laughs> you know what I mean yeah the pre draft or pre uh, trade deadline Lakers it's here it's finally I mean it's you talk we talked I think a month and a half ago or so and talked about the Warriors in the West when you looked at. You know, uh, probably right pre-trade deadline because I don't think KD was at the Suns yet when we had this discussion. But when you looked and you saw Sacramento, and, and at that time New Orleans was still pretty high on the list, before, uh, right right after Zion got hurt. But both of us went, okay, but who's going to beat the Warriors when they decide to turn it on? And now here they are, a team that was horrible on the road in the regular season wins Game Five. And game seven on the road, that's just they're they're different. That's the championship mindset and the championship makeup of all these years of this team being together was it won out over the fun, youthful Sacramento Kings. Yeah. What's your favorite series in the second round? Oh boy, um, it would have to be this one: Lakers and, and Golden State. It's just star-studded, you know. How about, how about I, you? I'll take Philly-Boston. That's intriguing. I'll take Philly and Boston. I, You know, Philly is that team that nobody trusts, and for good reason. I'm not saying you should go out and buy a bunch of Philly stock. But, man, Embiid, MVP, probably not going to get to play in game one. So how much does that hurt? this you know it, I want it to I want him to be healthy but sprained his LCL in his right knee in the first round so maybe that takes a little shine off of if if Joel Embiid cannot be Joel Embiid then you don't know how much of a chance Philly really has Phoenix Denver Denver won game one handily over the Suns. Yeah, if you had asked me that before this question before that game one, I might have said that one. But the way Denver handled Phoenix, oh boy. Jamal Murray is playing out of his mind so far in the playoffs. And if he can do that, Denver becomes a lot different animal. It's not just Nikola Jokic and his band of misfits. It's, oh my gosh, a two-headed monster like they were in the bubble when they almost made it into the finals. Stanley Cup playoffs, they deliver every year. Every single year. That they do. The Boston Bruins were historically great in the regular season. Historically great. They are now historically great on their couches as they were eliminated by Florida yesterday, 4-3 in overtime. Stunning turn of events because a lot of people thought this Boston team was, yeah, off the charts, and now they're out. Yeah, you know who else is out? 
The defending champs. It's, this is the first time in NHL history that a team, the Kraken, the Seattle Kraken, first time in NHL history that a team playing their first playoff series in franchise history won and knocked out the defending champs as they knock out Colorado. You see one of their goals, he just he just threw it towards the towards the net and it went off one of the Avalanche's players glove into the net. Into the net. They always say just you throw it to the net, you never know what's going to happen. And that's what happened. Okay, so it's Florida and Toronto. Man, Toronto's got they got some wild streaks of futility that I need to look up. Are they finally going <laughs> to break through? They've got some wild ones. So then They seem uh, like they're always in the playoffs but they just can't get past the first round. That's right. And they did. Uh, okay, so you've got Florida, Toronto, Seattle, and Dallas. The, uh, there's a game seven tonight between the Devils and the Rangers. That'll be fun. Uh, let's see, did Edmonton move on? They did, yeah. They Who took, do they play? They, they beat the Kings. They take on Vegas Vegas, now. yeah, Vegas beat Winnipeg. So it's Vegas and Edmonton, Seattle and Dallas in the west. In the east, it's Florida and Toronto, and it is uh, who beat the Islanders? The Islanders. Who beat the Islanders? Oh goodness, I don't know. Let me look it up here. Let Go me look. Let me look. Let me look. The Hurricanes, Carolina. Carolina. Carolina plays yeah, the winner. They're waiting for the the Devils Rangers winner. Right. That's right. Down to eight there, as well. All right, fun yeah, stuff. So I'm telling you, people. I, as a as a semi Oilers fan, I got really excited after last night. I would like to see Oilers Dallas. Oh, that'd be fun. That sounds. It just seemed like a fun high scoring series. But I'm telling you right now, folks. Tonight, Game Seven, Rangers Devils. If you like sports, watch it. It will not disappoint. Yes. Everyone have a great Monday. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way.